0: Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers. And I'm Daniel Rolls. And today, Daniel, we're going to be talking about pay per click campaign. Planning and building.
1: We are. So, we have been running some pay-per-click campaigns recently for the kind of public training courses that we do. Hmm. So, we do a number of different kind of public digital marketing-related courses. And uh, Kieran has a bit of a process and a technique for building these
0: campaigns. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the most advanced. Uh, kind of process, but I think I wanted to share this with everybody because I think actually, if you're wanting to get into AdWords, this is a great starting point.
1: I think it's actually really important because I think it can be a little bit overwhelming AdWords when you look at the interface. There's so much you can do. I always tell people that the fundamentals are really straightforward, mm. but actually it's so simple you quite easy to do it badly. Mm. And I think this is very much what Kieran's talking about relates to quality score and the help that I can give you when you haven't got huge budgets as well. Yeah. So.
0: Do you want to kind of talk us through this process? I will, I will. So there's a key theme that runs through all of this. And it's very much working with Google and understanding that for Google, giving people exactly what they want is the absolute paramount goal.
1: And if you, this comes down to very logically, if you've got loads of ads that aren't very relevant, people look at them these ads aren't relevant, then they stop clicking on them all yeah, together. Yeah. And actually, they will reward you for writing nice, relevant ads, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, worse than that, actually, what I'm going to be sharing with you is if you're not relevant, you just don't get shown. Yeah, like, right. you're not even going to get a place at the table. And I think that's where a lot of people go 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 wrong. So, let'll break it down into stages. Because I don't want to jump in too early, because I think it makes it harder mm. to, to understand. So, your very first part of your pay-per-click campaign is actually taking a step back away from AdWords and understanding you know, some of these things that we've been talking about recently, uh, but particularly, you know, who is your customer? You know, what personas are, are, are you working with? And what sort of things are they going to be searching, searching for? We need, to, we need to work that out first. And so I always start with a, a little bit of a keyword, brainstorm. Now that can be quite simple, actually, in the initial stages. Certainly for our campaign, actually, Daniel, you brainstormed about a dozen or so, fairly relevant terms. I think sometimes when you're brainstorming, the danger is that you go sort of too far upstream. What do I mean by that? Well, you, you, you'll you find certain phrases that will get lots and lots of attention and, and, and searches for, but they're not necessarily relevant to what it is that you are selling. And I've never found AdWords uh, a particularly good place for running like a brand awareness campaign yeah, like absolutely. you can do it but it's really expensive yeah, so it's not a cost way. there area. are other channels that, that do this this much much better so I know within a lot of the content planning podcasts that we put out you know we say you know you need to make sure you spread your, your content across lots of different stages actually if you're just starting out within AdWords I really would focus on that buy our stuff stage initially particularly if your budgets are tight because otherwise you, you potentially get a lot of clicks from people who are never going to buy from you, and that's cost you quite a lot of money in some instances. So we need to brainstorm uh, around our topic. I would literally, you know, speak within your teams, come up with the most, like, a dozen or so, ob- most obvious phrases for what it is that you're looking to, to promote and sell. And then I would expand on that. And there's a couple of techniques you can do for, for, for doing that. Um, certainly, both Google and Bing have keyword tools. They're good, but they come with a, a slight overhead, I think. They're too good right? So they will suggest all sorts of interesting key keywords. And the danger is you get so much that you don't filter it down properly. And you end up with sometimes quite irrelevant searches uh, creeping into your to your keyword brainstorm.
1: But equally, you don't want to be too precise is one thing I've learned no, as well. Like you don't want to say this is the one keyword and yeah. that's it because yeah. you're just not going to get the volume of traffic often.
0: So a particular tool I'm very fond of because it's lovely and simple and it doesn't give you too much in, in one go is a, is a thing called Keywords Everywhere. And what Keywords Everywhere does is a browser plugin.
1: I, I was just going to say I hope you're not going to mention that other tool. <laughs> because we'll, we'll lose our family safe. Now, we will put this in the show notes. Mm. There is a very inappropriately named tool, keyword something. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to say it out loud. Oh, well, we but, could spell it out, couldn't we? Well, no, I still think that that's against the the iTunes policy of using foul language. Oh, man. So um, there is another one. And just look at the show notes, targetinternet.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and you'll find it in the show notes as well
0: but the, the, there are several tools you'll, so talk you'll, about your one. Yeah, so just before we go on to that, a lot of people don't look at the show notes
1: uh, Yeah, I was going to talk about this, we the show notes list. look at them because what you've got is a bit of a direct, thing, look at the show notes <laughs> but the, the key thing is there's loads of links and tools and free downloads and all sorts of stuff in there as well, this gets missed by most people. Yeah. So targetinternet.com forward slash podcast uh, or podcast, it doesn't matter and you will find for each episode there's a load of notes, a bit of a description and all the links that we talk about in there
0: and it's particularly important for this episode because if you don't you're not going to get to the keyword research tool that's very good but has an inappropriately bad name exactly so take a look yeah okay so so this is keywords everywhere and it's a browser plugin and what it does is it tunes into to google's api and, and for any keyword you you've you come across as you're browsing. It will highlight that and tell you volume information, average cost per click information, competition information, and do it for multiple countries as well. You can look at UK or or India or France or Germany. So it's a really great research tool. But what I think is particularly clever about keywords everywhere is it tunes into lots of the other keyword places that you might be using. So I'm particularly fond of using it in relation to Google Search. So what I would do is take that initial 12 most obvious phrases, I'd search for them in Google, and Google will always, if you've got keywords everywhere in place, it will always tell you underneath the kind of search volume and and the average cost per click. That's interesting. But if you scroll to the bottom of the page, it gives you quite a nice, tightly focused list of other keywords that are sort of relevant you'll be able to pick and choose but if you've got keywords everywhere in place you can just star the ones that you want to keep and what it does it squirrels them away in a, a little part of the tool so you get a you build a, a list that you it's can a download. really good little tool. I mean yeah, Kevin showed it
1: to me i was really impressed with it it's a nice way of doing keyword research built into your browsing experience as it already is so it doesn't get in the way yeah
0: so i, I mentioned you know keeping things tight and that's really important there's no end of keyword sources out there. But the broader you go, the more work you're creating for yourself. And so once you've done your initial brainstorm and you've maybe broadened out your, your, your phrases, it's always good to pop them into a spreadsheet and then revisit it. And you revisit it with a view of, well, you know, Really, how close to the actually making a purchase is this this keyword? So you're looking at the customer intent and the customer intent to, to, to buy your particular product and service. And that's a great way of filtering it down because actually when you're doing your brainstorm, I'm a great believer anything goes, but then you need to refine. And literally in a spreadsheet, I just kind of go through and delete the, the, the ones that, that aren't relevant drill it down a little bit then i do a little bit of organization and i'm um, generally speaking i'll organize my keyword and keyword phrases in alphabetical order and what's quite interesting when you do that you start to see certain trends certain groups and the the phrase very often used for this is bucketing so we need to decide which buckets are each of these keywords going to to go into and you the aim of the game when you're bucketing is to keep it really like close and tight in terms of the the, the range of, of, of customer intention that you have in any one bucket. In order to get Google AdWords working really, really well, you need to have a very relevant keyword linked to a very relevant advert. And then in turn, the next stage is you need to make sure it's linked to a very relevant ad adwords landing page yeah so that's the page you're driving people through to now if you don't do this or you fail to do this it's going to really affect the the quality of your your ad ad group and and ultimately of the the campaign that ad group sits in and so by filtering and grouping all your like keywords together you're able to create you know ad groups remember within adwords you, you to give you the structure, you've got campaigns at the top level and then each campaign is made up of multiple ad groups. And within the ad group, that is where in, in each ad group you have a set of keywords and a set of adverts. Yeah, So nice tight ad groups with nice tight keywords and, and adverts all kind of pointing to the same thing leads to a really good user experience. There's, there's no risk for, for error really within that. That's what you really want to be aiming at. Now, the the challenge with this... Comes making it too granular. And I think you can, if you go to the nth degree and you've only got like one keyword and one advert per ad group, that's hyper, hyper targeted. But it becomes a bit of a nightmare when it comes to actually managing a campaign made up of ad, ad groups like that because it's just too many.
1: In my early days of running a search agency, we did one of our first big, big pay-per-click campaigns and it was for a jobs board. Yeah. Um, so they obviously had jobs of different types in different sectors in different cities mm-hmm. and we worked out this very specific phrase to this landing page to this and we did everything and we had 250,000 ads running Okay, (laughs) and it was the most horrific thing to manage it took several people full time to manage this kind of campaign so yeah you can get too granular and actually there's better solutions than that as well
0: so we've got our spreadsheet We've grouped all of our keywords into different buckets. Um, each of those buckets is going to be an ad group. Yeah, so i I'd typically just a column, and um, you know, give your give each ad group a name and put it next to each keyword that's going to go in, in into that. I'd say initially you probably want to keep it quite tight, so maybe three to six keywords, no more. The more you have in there, the the more risk there is that it's going to sort of start getting a little bit un, untargeted. And the next stage is, is actually putting those keywords into, into an ad group within a, within a campaign. Now, when you come to do this, there if you've, if you've never done this before, there are a few different types of targeting that you can use within, within AdWords. The, the more targeted you can make these, the better. And I, I know I keep kind of going over that theme, but when it comes to popping AdWords in, if you just type in a couple of words with no parenthesis around them. It's just just the phrases that you've come up with. Google is going to trigger what's called broad search. Broad search really, really focuses on the broad. It's not very, very good, and I, the, I'd I'd avoid it really if you, if you can. There, there are, you know, I know people will say there are uses and there are legitimate uses for for, for broad match. But if your budgets are tight and you're wanting to get off uh, to a to a good start, I, I'd avoid it because it, the broader Google shows your your ads. You could start showing for things that aren't really relevant to the advert that you've written because it's just too broad. So far, better to make use of exact match where you. You, that's the most targeted you could make things, where you, you actually put your phrase into square brackets. And there's a thing called phrase match as well. I quite like phrase match because it, it basically if I was, for example, cat hotel, if I put that in, in speech marks, that's a, that's a phrase match. And my advert will only be shown if the word cat is followed by the hotel in in, in the user's uh, search example. The, there's an additional targeting method which is called broad modified and I, I quite like broad modify. This is where you put a plus sign in front of each of the words that you want to insist a part of the user's, the user's search.
1: Don't just do broad generally on its own, though, is one thing. Yeah, just, match avoid stuff. just
0: avoid that. Just avoid that. It's quite an interesting te- technique we've been experimenting with, where you use broad modified, you use phrase match and exact. Um, we're experimenting with that at the moment. But that's 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 It's not quite saw enough shotgun, but it broadens things out a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think you need somewhere between absolutely laser-targeted and actually a little bit broader, so that in reality, you are attracting people in that are slight, slightly different stages of the journey. Also, slightly thinking about it slightly differently, you might not have considered as well. So it it just gives you a little bit of of broader reach. And then you can start to see what works and what doesn't
0: work. So I'm going to share with you a a tool that I found quite useful. It's called adwordswrapper.com. So go along to adwordswrapper.com. And if you punch in your five or six keywords for each ad group and ask it to wrap the, the keywords, it'll generate every different combination of broad, modified broad and phrase and exact match, or you can just um, pick pick and choose. It generates multiple lists and you can pick out the one that you want. If you want it to be hyper-targeted, exact match is definitely the the, the way to go, but I think there's definitely merit in making use of of like modified broad match and also making use of, of a phrase match as well. Okay, so we've built our ad groups and we've populated them with keywords. The next thing we need to do is to actually build the ads themselves. Now, remember, at this stage, we've got an ad group with maybe three to six terms, all very strongly related to one another and really... Ideally, if you've grouped this properly, that ad group will have a very strong thing. And the, one of the key things Google looks at is like, what's in the headline of this, of this advert? So in the new AdWords format, you have two lines of 30 characters. I really don't like this two, 30, 30, 80, It thing. is I a bit odd, isn't oh, it? It's kind of annoying, but anyway. how it works. It's how it works. Nice how it works. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, you need to make sure that the key. Search phrases within your ad group are in are in that headline. If you if you fail to do this, the advert's going to have a low quality score. But it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because actually, one of the key things for your quality score is going to be the click through rate that that advert generates. Now, the users punched in the, the the keyword search, they're going to be predisposed to click on ads that have that keyword search within the the headline. So when what I try and do is to keep the headlines fairly static within an ad group, and actually. Make reference to some of the other things uh, that are perhaps within my my kind of ad aim elsewhere within the ad, but the headline is all about you know relevance to the actual to the actual keywords. Doing that is going to really really help boost your quality score, and it's really really going to help in the early days of getting a campaign line, and getting it shown because it's one of the things that Google seems to look at and go, hmm, is the keyword phrase you're targeting actually in the headline of the ad? If it is, that's a tick, and you're far more likely to get your ad shown.
1: That kind of brings you on to the kind of bidding strategy and timing of this, because I thought yeah. this was fascinating.
0: Yeah, so what I found was that if I bid too high initially, like I've just got lazy and said, right, for, for every keyword in this ad group, like, bid four pounds. Because you, you know the whole adage of well, Google AdWords and Bing, uh, pay per click. You know you only bid one more penny than the the next best best bid. That should be right, okay? That should work fine, yeah. And it doesn't really. What what happens is if you bid too high. What Google's going to do, it'll, it'll attempt to compare your advert with the very best performers in that category for that, for that keyword. And because your advert has no quality score, it's got no history of a click-through rate within it, perhaps that campaign hasn't either, it's all new, you're just not going to show up. So you end up in a situation where, oh, my ads aren't really showing, so you bid more. And you just can't bid your way in. A far better strategy is to look at, for every keyword you have, Google will tell you what the the like minimum bid you'd need to bid to get onto the first page of results is. And I'd recommend, you know, start there start there and and get your campaign going and we we found it took two or three days for our ads to actually start showing in any volume i think what google does is it particularly if there's no history to go on within an account it tests the waters shows it to a very limited number of people to sort of work out right what's the click-through rate because using the click-through rate they can really work out how how relevant is this ad to what people are are, are searching for so it makes makes perfect sense. But then what's interesting is a few days into to the campaign, you start to see for, for the keywords where your ads are, you know, definitely showing, you're getting good numbers of impressions, you may be getting some good click through rates as well. You start to see that Google also gives you an extra bit of information when you, when you click in the, the bid amount to, to adjust it. It'll tell you, actually, if you want to appear a Above the organic results so in the top three positions you need to bid a minimum of this that's the point where i think google's saying okay you know you're right you're pretty good yeah yeah, so don't be in a rush to get to the top these things take time particularly if it's a new campaign i would say you know tread carefully and your aim is to to really make everything hyper targeted hyper tight ad groups with hyper tight adverts that are relevant to those ad groups really, really helps. And then the landing pages. Yeah. So this is the final part of the jigsaw, really. Remember, in an AdWords situation, there are three individual component parts are working There's the keywords there's the advert itself and then there's the landing page and this is where the the synergy between your keywords the advert and the landing page needs to be there now when we first set up our campaign what we did just to get things off the ground was we pointed to to one sales page for for the courses that we were promoting and that's fine but we ended up with i think we probably had about 13 different ad groups within that campaign and one landing page can't possibly be relevant to all 13 of those ad groups. It's just not going to work, work out right. So actually, what we started to see within Google AdWords was the, the landing page, in terms of its quality, it was just saying very low or very poor. You know, we want to aim at least average or, if we can, good. Now, to do that, you're going to need to create separate landing pages. Now, what fascinates me uh, about this, and I've been reaching out to a few of my colleagues who, who've just specialise in in search engine optimisation. They're very much of the opinion that actually in order to make sure your landing page is, is good and has a good quality score you need to go back to some of the what are now considered rather old fashioned search engine optimization rules and techniques yeah so looking at the title of the page looking at the url of the page looking at the 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 the, um, the headlines on that landing page and making sure they line up with the the keywords that you've got within your ad your ad group is is really going to pay dividends now this is the really interesting thing if you if you line these Three things up really, really well, and keep things n- nice and and quite granular and very tight and focused. What you find happens is you end up paying a lot less than what the Google API said you would have done in the first place. So a lot of the keywords that we were targeting were eight, nine pounds per per click. I can tell you within that campaign, because we've kept things very tight and focused, we're not paying any more than about two pounds forty in a maximum. In a lot of cases a lot less a lot less than that. But it's because, unlike a lot of the other advertisers who maybe have just been tempted to be a bit lazy and just create a couple of ad groups and bung all their keywords in there and have lots of different adverts, none of them particularly focused to the keyword, ad, the keywords in the ad group. You know, ours are really focused and so we don't have that kind of wastage. And we're getting good click-through rates. So the click-through rate on our ads was averaging just under 4%. Yeah,
1: so the average click-through rate is, is about 1%. So 4% is fantastic.
0: But I think that's because in a lot of cases people's campaigns just aren't that, that targeted.
1: And I think there's something interesting in this is that... If I look at the market we're operating in, the cost per click is huge, you know, like eight, nine, ten pounds a click. And it's because we're in an environment where a lot of our competitors are venture capital funded. They've had millions and millions of pounds injected into them and they're just throwing it at pay per click. Mm. And they're quite lazy about it. I mean, looking at how they're doing it, they're really not thinking it through. So they're paying a lot per click. Whereas actually we're getting clicks in the same area for a quarter of what they're paying just because we're focusing our campaigns and really thinking it through. So, you know, if you're on a budget and you want to compete in a lean way, it's a great way of doing it, just thinking it through.
0: So the last thing I want to share with you is is an important metric, I think, within within AdWords. So we talked about, you know, quality score. And if you want to add some of these metrics in, you know, go go into the ad columns and look at the competitive um, metrics. There's really and quality uh, metrics that you'll find them all in there. Experiment with them and learn what they're all about. I'm not going to go into them in great detail here. But the one that I think is really important is your impression share. Because this gives you a little bit of a, a view on how Google is is viewing your ads. And to start with, your impression share will be quite low, particularly in those first couple of days whilst Google is kind of testing, testing you out. So it's not unusual to see, you know, 10, 25, 30 percent. It's a little bit of a waiting game, really. You need to, to wait the time and, and wait for that to to jump up. And it will with time if you've kept things tight and, and, and relevant. And you need to be aiming ideally at around 80% impression share. And what that tells you is you're bidding enough and your quality score is, 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 is good enough that, you know, your ads are being shown 80% of the time for when those things are being triggered. And at that stage, you know, you, you know, you've got the bids about right. Yeah,
1: and I think that's a good point because it's not a metric many people talk about, but I think it is an indicator of things are going pretty well.
0: Yeah, Google won't show your ad to lots of people unless it's happy that it's scratching the itch they're they're trying to get to, yeah? Absolutely. I think it's just purely
1: about that relevance thing, so it's
0: great. Now you can't just set it and forget it unfortunately because as you you know wade into a particular keyword landscape so your competitors will be reviewing their campaigns most people review them on a weekly basis if they're worth a salt some people less but you know when you start getting to the top of the cornflake pile they'll start making tweaks and changes to get back onto their top spot so it's a constant game of you know tweaking and changing your ad copy and the ad groups and further expanding your ad groups when you find a particular keyword keyword within an ad group that's doing really really well that's the time to 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 break that keyword out of that ad group and create it, its own ad group and make it even more hyper targeted and again these things you know take time but i think what i like about that approach is you're not creating it completely granular at the beginning you're looking at what works and then you know doing a bit more work to to make what's working work even work even harder perfect
1: and I think that iteration approach kind of goes through everything that you need to do mm. with this so loads of tools to look at for this so go to the show notes targetinternet.com forward slash podcast uh, hope you find them useful and we'll speak to you again on the digital marketing podcast thanks very much for listening to the digital marketing podcast if you want to continue your learning in digital marketing get over to targetinternet.com and sign up for the free trial of our digital marketing e-learning platform there's over 140 bite-sized courses for you to try and lots of other learning resources as well so get on there and sign up for the free trial